On this episode of Ashes 613, Canadian Christian rock band Revival talks about opening for Petra, overcoming PTSD, and they play us an acoustic sneak peek of their new single, Forgive Me. Can you hear us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. I can. I'm going to turn you up, though. Perfect. Oh, you sound good. Hey. Oh. Perfect. Hi, we got it right the first time. Oh, perfect. So how you <laughs> really? doing? Believe it. Good. Hey, so tell me, who do I have? Who's, what's your name? I'm Matt. Matt? Okay. <laughs> and I'm Nick. And you're Nick. Okay. And you are Revival. We are yes. yes. Perfect. All right. How was everybody's Monday? Oh, fantastic. Really? Yeah. It was a good day today. Good. I was basically at home doing videos. So I'm happy when I'm in like my space doing my videos and music. So So that's your happy space. That's my happy space. Yay. Okay. Uh, and so I already know, but for everybody else, you are in the great country of Canada. Canada. Hey, oh Canada. One of my favorite songs that one of my favorite singers, Joni Mitchell, you know, has that song. Uh, and she sings the on the back of a cartoon coaster. She drew a map of Canada. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Canadian reference. That makes me so whatever frilly. I know it's not deep and whatever, but have you guys heard that song? What is that song? A case of you by Joni Mitchell. Wow. That's if I could, familiar. huh? Does. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's uh, easily uh, he could probably sing it right now, right? I if I, <laughs> I was gonna say, if look, if I was a better vocalist, I would sing that song. That's a yeah. phenomenal song, <laughs> right? So, and how many members of Revival are? You, is it just you three, or there? I feel like there's more. Yeah, there's five of us. There's five of us. Yeah, we. That's have... what I was thinking. So. Six. There are six. There are six. <laughs> Apparently, we can't count. There's six. <laughs> well, we have five, but we're always looking for the drummer. So, yeah. The drummer, he didn't count. He didn't count. We don't count drummers down here in America either. They don't count. No, I'm kidding. They'll be. He'll be so mad. <laughs> Percussionists or something. That's You're probably great. Watch this later and be like, seriously, guys. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> really? I don't. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. So. I heard something really exciting about Revival. What Let's was talk that? about that. I heard <laughs> that you guys were opening for Petra. Yes, true. Yes. 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 Is that true? When is so? When's that happening? Uh, that is happening November eighteenth and nineteenth at in Cochrane, Alberta, at Bow Valley Baptist Church. So okay, we are perfect. Incredibly excited for this. Uh, all of us that so we're preparing, we're ready. We're gonna do this. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, we're gonna do this. Have you guys um, always? Have you listened to Petra? Did you grow up listening to Christian rock and Christian music? Tell me, kind of about your backgrounds a little. Definitely. Did you guys grow up listening to Christian rock too? Oh yeah, like I yeah. grew up with Skillet. Those kind yes. of yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which not goes way like, back pretty far. Yeah, yeah, it still goes back. Like not like Petra. But no, Petra was like way back. <laughs> oh, okay, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> okay, that you would even say <laughs> way back. She's really old. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, so you know how many times the band Skillet has been mentioned on this podcast? John Cooper's going to have to come on here just because Barley. if one more person comes on and says Skillet one more time, I'm going to just drive over to Wisconsin and hunt him down, right? Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in Iowa, so I'm right next door to him anyway. So, um, okay, so so Christian Rock, so Skillet, I heard Go that. Ahead. Skillet, one more time. <laughs> That's it. I'm getting in my car. So what, uh, some other ones. Yeah. Um, I definitely listened to Petra when I was younger, probably yeah. like mid teens. I kind of missed it through my childhood. I probably heard it, but I didn't know who they were, but then yeah, beyond belief, like that whole yeah. era of Petra yeah. on. And, um, later on, uh, when I got Jekyll and Hyde, I was like, oh man, this is a sweet album. Yeah. yeah yes. still to this day, it's still so relevant. So good. Yeah. So like solid lyrics, amazing music. I love showing it to my son. He's into it. He's five. It's amazing. He's yeah. five. That's awesome. Hey, good. That's a good dad move. Good parent. I like that. That's good parenting. And it brings back memories, you know, like we, you kind of forget about the old bands. I'm going to say, you, you never forget about Petra. But right. you, you kind of like go different directions in your life. And then when I heard they were right. coming back here, you start listening to them again. You know, right. and then it just brings back those memories. And like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. Well, I was just so excited that they're still like they're they're almost like resurrecting themselves. They're like breathing new life into Petra, and I think that's great. But it's one of those bands that stand the test of time that your parents listen to, you listen to, you can show to your kids, and but um, just phenomenal. But yeah, when I heard they were kind of like their 50th anniversary, and and Richard said, I said, how are they taking this? The the tour and everything that's going on, what's happening? He said, they have been, new life has been breathed into Bob. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Right? So, cool. so I love that. But They're, They have a song called Test of Time. Did they did that on purpose? <laughs> they did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch that? Did you guys watch that podcast with, with uh, Not A Shame? Richard said, well, they said, um, I said, so it's their 50th anniversary. That feel that feels like a couple years ago. He said, well, because they put out an album like every year, then they have decided, well, it could be our 50th anniversary of this album. And I'm like, well, they could just keep going for the next 20 years, <laughs> right? Our 50th anniversary tour. It's been going on for two years. I love that. But you know, when you're Petra, you can do what you want. So, so tell me about the history of revival. How did you guys start? this thing how did this happen oh. um, uh, well I, I actually started off as a solo artist uh, just under my name Nicholas Henning and I really felt God's calling to start a band and start playing shows start um, giving back to our community and really glorifying God with the music that we're playing yeah. um, so I prayed about it hard and God told me that uh, I was gonna he was gonna put the right people in place and yes. now we have I, I feel that we have the perfect band members that are, I, I couldn't have asked for better people. Like they're absolutely amazing. They're so talented and I love being in this band with these guys. So we're going to go as far as we can. We just want to, we want to change lives. Yeah. Really, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so when was this, when was the band formed? Like when, when was that? Like it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't even a year. Ago. It wasn't even a year ago now. Like yeah. what? So you guys are just like skyrocketing then. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. Well, I love that. And do you write your own? So you play your own instruments. You write your own songs? Yeah. 
yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. And, and did we you? Have, we have an album that we're working on right now. Uh, we have a single that we're trying to release by mid-October for this before the show, so we can really yes. portray the best of what we have and okay. play on the radio to get people to hear what we have to offer. Yeah, that's the right. goal. Right. Well, that's awesome. And uh, so if you release that by mid-October, that's like a month before the big show, and so that'll be great. So, yeah. hey, yep, you want to play me a song? Matt, am I right? You got it. Hey, so, I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser. Uh, we won't play the whole song, but this is a song called Forgive Me. Uh, the song was written truly about uh, repentance. Um, you know, we all go through times in our lives where we kind of step away off that, that, uh, that narrow path and we have to come back and repentance is so important, um, not just for our relationship with Christ, but for our own, you know, own health as well, you know, that mental health. So, yeah. So, hope you like it. This one's called Forgive Me. trying to look up how far Alberta is for me so I can come and see you. Oh. Oh, VIP. That's what, I, what? Right. I need, I'm going to need VIP tickets. Um, oh, my gosh. You guys are going to be famous. And I can say, hey, I knew them a long time ago. And, you know, I when they were in, I saw them in their living room, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. You guys are really good. I'm not, I'm not kidding. You're that's phenomenal how did you get so tell me the process of of like getting the petra gig was there a lot of bands did you have to audition did you just send a tape in or did you just say i want to or did they pick you what what happened we were suggested by one of the lead pastors of here in alberta and we had to of course we had to submit up stuff our stuff to petra and petra liked what they saw and they <laughs> well yeah they put us on the roster, so. So you it, did have to submit stuff, okay. You did have to submit something, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. well that is perfect. And are all you guys Canadian? Like, are you from Canada? Well, <laughs> well I, I am actually originally from South Africa. Yeah, Okay. So, but, but I've been in Canada since I was 19 years old. 
Right. Well, you still have a little bit of a different accent. That's why I was asking. Yeah, but I, I, what do I know? Right. I'm like, I, I didn't know. I thought maybe people in Alberta, like, you know, there's people in America have different accents, right? Like people in the South talk like, yes. So I didn't know. I just thought, okay, it's a different Canadian accent. I haven't heard before. Okay. So yeah. that explains it. Okay. Your other two. Canada? Yeah, I've been from Canada, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Steps from here. I was born in Ottawa, Canada. So the capital of Canada and then moved out West here when I was eight. Ottawa. Okay. The only part of Canada I've been in is when I was in college in Columbus, Ohio, my roommate was from Detroit, Michigan. And we used to go through the tunnel over to Canada and shop and eat. So whatever part of Canada that is, <laughs> no idea. That's I terrible. Is it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. What is it? I think it'd be maybe Ontario, like near the Hamilton area. Hmm. Not sure. I have no idea. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So that's right. I did a podcast with uh, somebody that was Canadian, but she was, her parents were Canadian. She was born in Thailand and her parents were missionaries for 14 years. And then they moved to Germany and now she lives in Paris. So you have to watch her episode. She's Canadian. She was awesome. Yeah. Cool. So Alicia. Yeah. So she was very cool. Um, all right, so what it is, Usually hey, cartoon movies, Disney movies, what's your favorite? Oh man, Ooh. Robin Hood. <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you thought I wasn't gonna know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's my fave. What's your I feel favorite? like there's so many good ones, but I think Tangled, maybe. That's yeah, what you go to. Because you kind of look home. like her. That's why. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a great one, though. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. yeah. Like, Pascal is, like, my favorite in that movie. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. So yeah. Cute. Yeah. Mine yeah. would probably be Aladdin. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. I, I Ooh, love that's... Like, so I won't watch Lion King because this is the saddest movie in, in history. <laughs> <laughs> won't watch Lion King, but don't you feel like there's a level of spirituality there in the Lion King when he holds up that baby lion oh, as like, this is the king yeah. and all of the kingdom bows? Yeah. yeah I totally. think there's like such a level of, I mean, I'm not saying it's a biblical movie. Nobody, will, everybody will freak out, but there's a <laughs> level of kind of spiritual uh, truth there, you know, which, and then of course, you know, you got the the evil one and then he comes back you know, as the king, which Jesus is coming back as, you know, and, and takes over this kingdom. It's just to me, uh, I mean, I don't know that Disney meant it to be spiritual, but I think, wow, that seems like it's based in, I don't think Disney made up the Lion King. I think that's an old, um, you'll have to Google that. So my kid was in college and he took a film class and he said, so Disney is just a thief. They just steal stuff. They don't make stuff up like Snow White, not Disney, Grimm's fairy tale. Um, and I think he told me that they didn't make up the Lion King. I think that's an old kind of African fable. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Wow. So I could see. Cool. Yeah. So I thought, well, yeah, that's it's I could see that it's based in some some form of truth. Now I think some of the newer stuff probably is Disney, like like Frozen and stuff. But of course, Aladdin is not. Aladdin is just an, an old, 
an old tale. You know, that's just an old tale, an old fable that they had just remade. Have you guys seen the original Snow White? Oh, you like the cartoon? <laughs> the cartoon? No, no, like the like the original Disney. Like it's an original Grimm's version. It's kind of spooky. It's Are not at all. Like it's not kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. scary. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of. No. Yeah, you <laughs> see. Yeah, it's a little freaky. It's don't let your kids watch it. <laughs> like, ooh, okay. What is it like doing podcasts all the time? <laughs> I'll tell you this. I this is not my dream. Like I didn't, I wasn't a little girl. Like, I want to be a podcast host. Woo. But I thought, how cool would it be if we, there was a podcast in the world that had all kind of Christian indie artists on, right? That nobody can really knows about that don't have big record labels. And how cool would that be? And I just thought, how cool would that be? And then one day I felt like God asked me to do that. And I was like, is this real life? I, I'm awkward. I told you I'm socially awkward. And so I'm nobody. Who am I? Nobody. Why could I start a podcast? But then I, I just thought, you know what? I think I'm going to. Not for me, but because I think there's so many deserving people. And there is. You guys would be blown away at the Christians that have talent that nobody knows about. They're so talented. And as I started doing this and and doors just started opening that I couldn't believe. Like, I am humbled. Probably like you guys feel about your band. I'm just humbled that the whole thing is happening. Um, but I really feel like I want these people, this has become what never was about me, but it's become really not about me at all. It's like, I really hope that these people get a million clicks because they deserve that. Like I did an episode with a dude from California named Robbie Shaw. Oh my gosh, the talent, it just blew me away. Y'all's talent. It's just, it's amazing. And there's so much talent that why should people have to jump through all the hoops of the major record labels in Nashville, you know, and not get recognition you you deserve recognition you're so stinking talented. So if this whole entire podcast just is about one band or one person getting the recognition they deserve and giving glory to God and seeing lives changed, this whole thing is worth it. The whole thing is worth it. Absolutely. I, I like, yeah, I like what you said though, or what you said about the, uh, you know, you're doing podcasts, but that's not what you technically wanted to do or that your directions, but God just puts you in these situations in life where you're going to shine and you're going right. to make it, but that's not technically what we wanted to do, you know, but he has different right. plans for us sometimes. And I just, I love that. I love yeah people's directions and how they change and you hear about these missionaries right. most missionaries that i met never wanted to be a missionary right <laughs> they become that because god directs them in that in that path right well that. and i think where there's a need and obviously this was a need and i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe that the people that have reached out to me and said hey you know this one put this one on your podcast or how about this person and I actually said to my son, has this never been done before? Like, <laughs> like, is this new? And he said, yeah, in the world of podcasting, you wouldn't believe it hasn't been done. It hasn't been done much. Nobody's just dedicated a podcast to Christian, what I'm called indie artists, which you're not signed yeah. to major record labels and not just 
musicians, but I've had on artists. I've had on authors that write books. I had on a chef because that's culinary arts. I'm still going to put that under the arts, but it's because I love Renata. So um, <laughs> I'm going to classify it as an art, which it is. I mean, cooking is an art form if you do it like she does it. Not if you do it like I do it. I actually caught my oven on fire last week. Okay. Oh. So I had something in there. I don't remember what it was. Right. And I was doing dishes and I turned around to see if there was any more dirty dishes and through the glass front of the oven, you know, how ovens have the glass front. I could see, I could see fire. I'm like, what? I, I opened it up and threw a giant pan of water in there and I don't remember what I was cooking. So yeah, not, I, it's not an art form for me, but it is for some people, they make those cakes that are, I don't understand it. They look like pictures. <laughs> Yes. Right? But you tried. So That's cool. what matters, right? <laughs> I mean, I think we probably ate ham sandwiches for supper that night because I don't remember what was in there and that's okay. I'm not a chef by nature. So what are you guys, tell me about your like hobbies. What, so are any of you chefs? Do you do bacon? I'm not a chef, but I love cooking and baking. <laughs> See, some people totally, love it. Totally overlap. Like as a musician who used to work as a cook as well. I had a chef once that got that connection and he, he would explain things to me in musical terms. What, what? what he it was it's hard to explain, but he'd be like, <laughs> think about this like you think about music. He's like, just go for it. He was so encouraging. Like those people that that get that crossover and like make that link. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, Cooking really is cool. definitely I think it is if you do it not like I do it, but if you do it right, it, it is an art form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally is. Yeah, no so, baking one of my hobbies too i love baking but desserts desserts Desserts, see okay then that settles it i'm definitely coming to alberta it's happening i'm on my way (laughs) i'll be ready for you because i'm hearing both my band members now are baking and cooking and they've never brought any cookies any Hmm. band practice ever okay so this needs okay so there has to be a discussion after the podcast is over this is a we're serious gonna discussion yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about this but i mean nick's a paramedic and he's never saved my life either so oh. that's true oh, oh. Mm-hmm. you're a paramedic nick you're a paramedic yes ma'am yeah advanced care paramedic wow that's awesome so you're a hero actually he, a hero I'm, I'm say that. I just, yes. You know, I like yes. <laughs> Have you saved somebody's life? You're a hero. Firemen, they're heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Firemen and paramedics. I was doing it for 18 years. Uh, it actually, that's why I got into music. I was getting really sick with PTSD. Uh, I struck with addiction uh, because of the PTSD. And then I started writing music. And a lot of it was Christian based music because I felt like that's where my healing was and kind of continued down that direction. Yeah, speak speak on speak on that a little bit. So you have a testimony then, right? I do have a testimony. That's right. Do it. Do a mini testimony for me, will you? Sure. Um, yeah, I I was basically in EMS for eighteen years. As I was saying, um, got struck with the infamous PTSD. You know, everyone talks about, but I thought it wasn't a real thing to be honest, with you, because mm-hmm. I was fine for a long period of time. Uh, you know, I saw lots of traumas, lots of death. Uh, lots of unfortunately pediatric stuff happened in front of me and eventually it just adds up and your body your 
mind can only take so much. And right. it was a point where I started having nightmares, uh, started drinking because I didn't want the thoughts anymore. Um, eventually, got to a point that it was so bad that I wanted to take my life. And I and it, it was not much. I couldn't see any hope. I couldn't see any light. Um, but the light really came with uh, obviously my wife uh, that pulled me out of a lot of it. Um, the light came with us finding Christ and really surrendering our lives to God. And then healing came, but healing came fast, which was so beautiful. Uh, God gave me a different purpose, um, a different goal in life. I still do EMS today. Uh, I, I healed. I took two and a half hours off to work, but I didn't want to deal with that. And uh, I, I fixed my relationships. You know, I started the band, and life is now beautiful. It is. There's so much healing. I feel amazing. I have amazing friends, and uh, I just, if anybody is struggling with stuff like that, I would just want to encourage them that there's always a way out, and that way out is God. He's number. That's one. amazing. So what you're saying is there is light at the end of a tunnel for PTSD victims. Absolutely. There is. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. That's awesome. Yeah. I think sometimes people feel like PTSD is like uh, a life sentence. You know, yeah. that's something you're going to have to struggle with. And, and they don't realize one of my favorite, you know, God goes by in the Bible. There's all kind of different names, you know, and, and one of my very, very favorites is when the Bible refers to him as the bomb of Gilead. And to me, a balm is something that's healing and something that's soothing. And I love that to think of him as the balm of Gilead that starts, um, what does it say? Like the oil that drips off Moses's beard and down on the Aaron's head and just runs and it just runs and all down through your body, your mind, your emotions and your soul and just into, you know, your very DNA. He is the balm of Gilead. And he can go into every cell, into your microorganisms, into your DNA, because he created it. Your DNA is, it exists within him because everything exists within him. Because without him, the Bible says, in him, everything was made. and Without him, nothing was made. Nothing exists. And so if, you know, I love that to think of him as that balm that is so healing and that there is light and there is victory. And I a lot of my 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 heart is for this a lot too i know that in church we know that there's healing available for terminal illness for diabetes and for back pain and for migraines and even sometimes for blindness or deafness but i think we tend to shy away from the stigma that is sometimes mental illness and depression and anxiety the same healing is available to those people the same god that can heal diabetes can heal anxiety and PTSD. I mean, heal it. I mean, set you free, not give you the tools to cope with it. I mean, set you free. The Bible says whom the sun sets free. Free indeed. Yeah. And I was one of those people that thought um, that you would have this PTSD, so you would have this mental illness for the rest of your life and you're stuck. That is not true. It's not true. Our God is capable of anything. He created He created us, and yeah. he took it away, and I, he really did. He ripped it away. So you're a living testimony that you can be set free. Yes, yeah, 
because that's what it is. There's a freedom, those chains. Um, but you still wear them for people to see. You don't hide from that. And I like that. Mercy Me has a song. It was never released as a single, so a lot of people don't know it. And, it. and one of the verses is, Through the course I run, holding high my chains undone. Now I'm finally free. And I love that because this verse doesn't say he broke my chains or he loosed my or he loosed my chains or some people you know the words my chains are gone this line in this mercy me song is my chains are still there and i'm holding high my chains undone and i thought this has been 20 years ago or something i first heard that song and i thought that's amazing let me always keep my shackles and chains on but they're broken but they're still there so people can see when they look at me hey she's free those shackles and chains are broken so i appreciate that about you that you're willing to stand up and say hey these are my chains they're broken i'm set free now instead of pretending like they were never there to start with yeah i'm not ashamed i'm not ashamed of my past yeah i'm not yeah. ashamed of the mistakes i made because i am reborn in christ yeah amen. you man yeah and i'm proud of that yeah, that comes through in Nick's yeah. lyrics as well. He's a really very real writer. Writes from his heart, writes about things he's been through. Like he's not just taking them out of nowhere. He's actually lived through a lot of this. So that's what and that's what makes those really strong, those strong songs. So how did you get Nick? How did you get from South Africa to Canada? That's a that's a bit of a jump. Yeah, I swam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I mean, yeah, okay. My dad was a, he was a physician in South Africa. Okay. And um, really great man. Um, I owe a lot to him. And he actually, he decided that the life that we had in South Africa was really tough. With everything that was going on there, the violence, you know, um, there was a lot of racism going on at the time. And he decided, I'm going to take my family out and give them more opportunities. So he moved us to Canada. We landed up in Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada, which I had never experienced cold in my life until I got <laughs> off the plane. Wow. Yeah, there's a story there. I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts and it was minus, <laughs> what, minus 25 or something like that. Um, Celsius. Celsius. Sorry, I should say that. Really cold. So what is that in Fahrenheit? What oh, is that? What's that? It's minus something Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do I can't do that math y'all I do that on the phone if somebody gives me a Celsius I just type it in what is that in Fahrenheit I have no idea <laughs> well then there's wind chill too so if there's oh, wind chill yeah. it just like takes the heat right out of the body yeah it was it's cold. worse it's, it's like, been a blessing minus 13 minus 13 Fahrenheit <laughs> wow so if from Sas from South Africa to Saskatchewan, that's like a whole different world. It was a different world completely. I was right. <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> but it's not always snowing here. Yeah. <laughs> People listening and watching who are not from Canada and never been here. It's like yeah. it's actually a really beautiful sunny day today. Um, Is it? Well, that's that's what you say. I don't I mean, should we just take your word for that? Really we feel like it's always snowing there. Of course, I'm up here in northeastern Iowa, so right next to Minnesota, so it's kind of always snowing here too. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I was gonna ask, are you sitting in a sauna? You got this cool like wood paneling behind you. 
Isn't that cool? Nah, it's my living room. They just decided to, uh, the person I bought the house from decided to just wood panel it up with some, I think it's, is it pine? That's got to be pine because it's got so many knots in it. So I used that as an example one time of, you know, how, okay, I did a podcast with some guys from West Virginia. Okay, you have to watch them. They're called Six Hours for a Lifetime because their accent is phenomenal. You're just going to love everything about these two men. It's a three-man group, but two of them were on there. You will love everything about these two men. They are so genuine and so phenomenal, but they have this accent that's beautiful. It's so mountain accent. But one of them was talking about wood and how, you know, wood can have imperfections in it. And the the craftsman doesn't throw that piece of wood out. He can still make something beautiful. And we, I said, well, look, yeah, behind me, that's beautiful. But see all the knots? They didn't take those out. They're still there. So God can take your imperfections, leaves them in, still do something beautiful with your life. And that's pretty phenomenal testimony. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you have to the cracked pot and how like a broken vessel and that Christ light can shine through the cracks. That's right. Isn't that like, wasn't there a old Christian group called jars of clay? You bet. You <laughs> bet. <laughs> the first song I ever learned to play on the guitar was jars of clay. Song. You bet. Yeah, man. That's old school them and audio adrenaline and DC talk. Yes. DCT. <laughs> yeah. So, do you guys have different groups up there in Canada that we've never heard of before? Like oh, this? Wow. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. yeah Who you look? Okay, so where's the rest of your, where's the rest of your people at? Working. Working. Yeah. Like One of them's not feeling really super great, so he's resting. Yeah. Another one's Practicing. laid up. Practicing. Yeah. yeah. Recovering yeah. from a leg thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we noticed that we have this recording coming up. So actually, we start tomorrow. We have three days tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and we're doing this recording for Forgive Me. So we've noticed that because of we're going into the studio and doing this, we've had a lot of, I would say, attacks. Yeah, yeah. Right? like spiritual attacks. A lot of resistance. Yeah, yeah. a lot of resistance happening, and um, it's been quite quite eye-opening in a way. A lot of blessings, a lot of doors have been opening, but these attacks have been coming. So it's brought us closer as a band for sure um, and put us in prayer. Uh, a lot of times we're on, on this one. Yeah, so. That's so perfect. So, so, and it's, um, you're going to go into the studio and record the song, Forgive Me? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, perfect. So you do have bands in Canada that we've never heard of? Oh, probably. I can't yeah. think of top of my head, though. But yeah. Well, it's okay. You you have to think. You here's what here's what I want you to do. I'm gonna give you a homework assignment. Like you're not busy enough, okay? And you can <laughs> squeeze it in at any point. At any point, anyone of you can squeeze it in. If you think of a band or an artist that you think deserves for other for people to see who they are, let me know. I'm gonna have them on the podcast. Jacob Moon. Okay. Jacob Moon? Yes, Moon. Jacob Moon. Perfect. All right. I'll look him right yeah. up. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Artist. 
started a band a while ago. I don't know if he's doing band or solo now, but he's amazing. Live looping and stuff. Oh, Hope's Creed. Hope's, Hope's Creed. Creed. They're actually another band in Alberta. Um, but there was, okay. there was actually a pastor of the church. He's a worship pastor. And they are amazing. They're a country band. And they are great. Yeah, and they really need recognition. And they, they're trying really hard right now. They play lots of shows. Um, and oh, good. We'll just have them. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll reach out to both of them. So they're a country band. You know, Canada has some fantastic country singers. I mean, my favorite, of course, being Shania Twain. Um, so, right. I mean, you guys have really contributed to country music, and that's that's awesome. So is that something? Is close. Yeah. What? Have you heard of Paul Brandt? I love Paul Brandt. Yes. All right. Yes. Who? So who else? There's more. Well, well I mean, more there's... more unknowns, like or lesser knowns that we're looking yeah. for, right? Yeah. Who? Who else? Seems like there's more country music people. Nick doesn't know yeah. <laughs> I love country. Oh, yeah, man. Me too. Yeah, and I know this too, but I'm yeah. trying to think here. Well, I, I have a friend named. Yeah, I, oh, Frank I don't even know. He's known. I can't think of any. Yeah, I don't. I, even the well known ones. I Shania Twain, that's. Of course. And then I know Joni Mitchell, who's I love. She's not country, but I love her. Yeah. I don't so. know. I mean, Vincent Bands, like you guys had down here down there <laughs> are we down okay we're down okay down here in the big band but i don't i don't think they're a band anymore they were canadian though for sure oh that's cool yeah no. really christian band so i guess we can just assume that all the best bands come from canada i guess but yeah, then they come back to like petra they get back together and that's, yeah. Yeah. well just assume that i mean i'm okay with that here's the thing <laughs> i think that there's uh there's like an animosity sometimes between Americans and Canadians. I don't share that animosity. So just so you know, I love you guys, right? Like I, I love Canada. It's, yeah, there's no animosity. I don't understand that. I mean, sometimes I will. Okay, it's confession time. I have been known to make fun of Canadians, but only from a loving standpoint. <laughs> like, oh no. Our maple, our maple trees. No, the sap's not running good. You know, like only from a real loving standpoint. Oh no, the syrup's gone bad. You know, I love that. But I also make fun of Southern people too. Like, hey, honey, stop right there and get that possum, and we'll have some supper later. You know. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I make fun of myself on a pretty regular basis. So I just feel like if I'm making fun of you, that's that's love. That's all love because that's who I am, right? Hey, that maple tree thing. I just learned the other day that if maple if the sap from if maple syrup sap is not flowing properly, it's because there's not the proper freeze thaw cycle between night and day. Somebody just told me that. Thank you, Brent. Okay. When Okay. Check check back here for more uh, maple <laughs> news, right? I got all your maple syrup news here. So, what? Tell me this for the first time in my whole life, because I'm not from the north or even from Iowa, but I have a sugar maple in my backyard. It's gigantic. It's way bigger than my house. When's the best time to tap that? Because I want that. I want to make. I want that syrup sap. I don't know. I just ask more questions. I I don't know. See, that. see, that I, that's your only. <laughs> You're my maple. You are now my maple tree expert. You're my go-to. 
But have you ever tried maple syrup on snow? On snow? Yes. February. What happened? <laughs> February or April. Okay, February or April. February or April. So as February as late as April. Early as February, from February to April, try. Okay, but I'll yeah. have to go. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on how to do it. So I'm going to try to get that sap out of that maple tree and make some syrup. I love, actually, I have always, for the last 10 years, I import my maple syrup from Canada, order it from Amazon. Um, I can't be eating that stuff on the Walmart shelf. That's disgusting. Uh, right. <laughs> I got to have maple syrup. So that's real. Got to be pure maple syrup. It's got to be Canadian maple syrup. Yeah. I think Vermont has good maple syrup too. My brother lives in Massachusetts, but I like the Canadian maple syrup. So. Well, Bella, if you come and watch our show with Petra on the 18th or 19th, we will give you some Canadian maple syrup. I'm on my way up there. How far is Alberta? Let's Okay, let's do this. How far is Alberta, Canada from Waterloo, Iowa? Waterloo. She's looking at it up Searching. right now. And... It's only 26 hours. 26 hours. It's only 26 hours. <laughs> totally worth it for some maple syrup. 26 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Jeez, a hour, You know, every now and then. You're good. You'll make it. <laughs> 26 hours. I'm going to have to fly. I can't. <laughs> well, exactly. I'm going to have to fly. So which one of you is on airport duty? you'll have to flip for that that's crazy that's a lot longer than i thought it was going to be but i mean can it you know it's canada is such a huge it's like america like you don't know which part that you're in you know and people from europe don't understand that at all you know i have friends from scotland and germany and they just like their countries are this big they have no idea what it's like to live in a country that's this big <laughs> you know and i have a friend from like i have well, one of my dearest friends is from new zealand and she said um hey we're coming to america on holiday and i want to see you and i said perfect where are you going to be at and she said oh i'm in las vegas and i'm staying at the mgm and i'm like okay yeah that's only about 27 hours from me so <laughs> you know <laughs> she they just can't imagine you know that stuff could be that far it's like a whole different yeah. world but that's cool yeah. I've heard Canadian fans talk about that, how it, touring is so different in the States versus Canada, just because in the States, you got nice little towns every few miles type of thing. And cities yeah. too. Canada, yeah. you're driving like hours and hours before you get <laughs> yeah, really Oh my gosh. Through the snow, through the snow and maple trees. Yes. I, <laughs> get to the... <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Okay, well, you guys, I'm going to let you go and get on with your evening. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. And I can't wait. And even if, hey, even if I don't make it to 27 hours in person, is there going to be like a Facebook Live or some sort of recording? Can I watch you with Petra? Could somebody set up a Facebook Live? You'll work on that. Okay. But thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. And what I want you to do is, can you take us out with another song? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll thank you so much. So we'll just say goodbye and I'll let you guys do your song and take about and and take us out and we um we'll have you guys back on, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you.